Hi, welcome to episode 32 of the On The Rise podcast. I'm Alicia and I'm here with my co-host Molly. Today we're going to be talking about an awesome post by Danny Forrest and it's called Two Simple Methods to At Least Three Times Your Luck. Hint, it's easier than you think. So Molly, what do you think of Danny's post today? Uh, yeah, I liked it. I liked it very much. Uh, serendipity, or, or he calls it a happy accident. Uh, yeah, I, I love that. That's an amazing uh, concept. Yeah, and I love this opening line here. It says, when we look at all the successful people we know, personally or not, one thing they have in common is that they didn't set out to do what made them successful. What are your thoughts on that quote? Yeah, that's, that's uh, amazing if you think about it, right? Because we, mm -hmm. we tend to look at successful people and think that they um, really planned everything mm -hmm. they had to plan in order to become successful. But most of the time, it's like the other way around. They just did a lot of things. And that one thing that worked um, well, was what made them successful. I mean, there's a lot of, of, um, of uh, examples of that in history. Like, for mm -hmm. instance, uh, I mean, like, I'm gonna stay to the, in the topic I know the best. Like uh, Warren Buffett didn't stay out or didn't start as an uh, as a value investor. He started out as uh, doing equity and stuff. So I mean, uh, we think that that like they that the successful people just uh, did everything they they planned or planned everything, but most of the time they just harnessed serendipity. Right. So in order to be successful, you have to start taking action. I think that's the biggest thing, which is really neat. Like even I mean I'm not. I'm going to say this, you know, really successful writer or anything. But when I started out writing a medium, I didn't know that was going to lead to a podcast. I didn't know that it was going to lead to me meeting the people that I met for guests on the podcast. We even have like a, we're having a conversation next week with some people that write on medium. So it's pretty awesome. Like all the opportunities that it's led to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And think about it. If you did it the opposite, suppose you're, you're like, you would start out and you'd say like, I'm only going to write and nothing else. Mm -hmm. then you will miss out on a lot of opportunities, right? But if you keep right. yourself open and you're like, okay, I'm flexible, I can do whatever I want, you can go in every direction that you get pushed in. But if you would have boxed yourself in one way, you would have, uh, yeah, I mean, it would have been much, much more difficult to become successful. I'm not saying I'm successful either, but you know, I mean, it's the same thing. Yeah, that's awesome. I think that's a really important point there that you have to be open and flexible because I think in the past, like I've started out things being like, okay, I only have to follow this direct path and this is what I need to do and what I need to get there, do to get there. But I was only focused on one central thing, which I mean, that's great if you have a goal in mind, but you have to be open to the other things that may come from that. Things are even maybe better than what you're even working towards. Like I think once you create like that um, reaction, like it just grows bigger and bigger, the opportunities that come from it. Yeah. And I mean, I, I wrote about it in a post too. Um, a lot of times I, I think that goals are sometimes overrated. Like I have mm -hmm. goals too, but they are flexible. Like I would never say like, I'm going to do that. Like for instance, I would never, never say I'm going to write a book next year. And then if I don't do it, I'm like a total loser. No, mm -hmm. I just keep my goals flexible. I'm like, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to write a book once, but it doesn't have to be now. And then I can uh, interpret or uh, change the definition of a book. You know, you know what I mean? I, I'm very flexible that way. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I would, the only reason I'd be upset is if I'm not doing anything at all. Like I know at least at the end of the year, I'm going to have 365 posts done. If I don't do some of the other things that I want to do, like it's still okay because other things have come out of uh, my goals that I didn't expect, such as the podcast. So that's, you know, that's pretty awesome in itself. What did you think about Danny's line in this when he said, 
we had a question here. He said, how has failure or parent failure set you up for later success? And do you have a favorite failure of yours? Let's answer this, the second question. Do you have a favorite failure? Yeah, um, Alicia, I failed so much in my life. Uh, <laughs> it's hard to pick from all of my favorite failures, right? Yeah. But uh, I mean, I, I think like playing poker was maybe one of my favorite failures because like, yeah, people think it's gambling and it is in a way, but, um, and it didn't work out for me because I ended up kind of broke. So you can't say that that was a success. But mm-hmm. I learned a lot of skills, skills that I that, is, that are hard to learn in, in, in university, like um, street skills, like I would say, like uh, uh, having social skills, reading people. I sometimes I say I become, I'm a human lie detector. All be, all came out of that uh, that period. Um, a knack for probabilities, a knack for risk control, risk um, management, all that stuff. And not like in a technical, uh, analytical sense, but real life, um, yeah, risk uh, management. And not a lot yeah. of people have that. Can't learn that in the streets. Uh, can't learn that in this in the, in the university. No, you can't. Would you say that every failure has something positive that you can take away from it? Yeah, sure. But that's a mindset you have to you have to grow, right? Because like <laughs> it takes a while before we realize that your f- failures are more potent than your successes. I mean, um, suppose we write for 365 and that would be success. That's cool. And mm-hmm. I mean, I plan to finish it, but the failure sometimes would tell you more about yourself than the success. It's true. Like even all the things that we complain about, like from the past, like I realized that I needed them all. Like I don't complain about having kids at 18, but that was definitely a difficult part of my life. And I had my son at actually 19, whatever, but I'm like, maybe if I didn't have my son at 19, I wouldn't have taken things so seriously. And it wouldn't have led to this point in my life. Now, maybe I would have went out like all those other kids who their parents are so strict, like minds were growing up. Maybe I would have just went like crazy and I wouldn't have been as ambitious or like focused on what I'm doing now. Or I think about like, um, if I had just picked the college degree I wanted to pick, which was psychology, instead of picking what I felt my parents wanted me to do, maybe I would just have been content with that career right now. And just like, I wouldn't have been living the life that I really want to live. Like what I'm doing now, like going to Costa Rica last year, all other things I've been doing um, as a result of hating my accounting degree. So it's mm-hmm. just like interesting how like the paths that you follow, like lead to exactly where you're at right now. Yeah. I mean, you, you, you wrote about that too, so I, I think you're on the same page, but I believe like everything I did led to this moment and this moment mm-hmm. is really, I mean, I always say I'm in a perfect spot. So, I mean, this moment is perfect. So that means everything that I did or not did or not do, that mm-hmm. had to, it had to, it had to happen exactly that way. So it's in a way also serendipity. I mean, yeah, it had to happen that way. There was no other choice. And even like the suboptimal decisions we would, would like to call, like decisions in the past that were not great at first mm-hmm. sight, they just had to happen. They just had to be exactly that way for now, for me now to be in a uh, state of grace. It's true. Yeah. That's why I love it. I can't, I can't really complain about my failures or the past or whatever, because I'm happy where I am right now. I still have improvements to make and whatnot, but I know that this stage is going to lead me to the next one. So I'm just, you have to be like happy where you're at in the moment yeah so what is your favorite failure then i don't have a favorite one i think all of them i mean i felt a lot too in my life i think i just like all of them because they've led me to this spot i mean i think that 
I wouldn't say having a kid at 19 is a failure, but I think that's definitely shaped me into a better person. And that was something that was like frowned down upon society and church and whatnot. So I think that's definitely made me a stronger person. And um, I've had to work through a lot of things um, like college and jobs with doing that. So I'm appreciative of that moment in my life. That's awesome. Yeah. And so, I mean, like Danny said, he said, bad things in life will continually happen to you. And that's, that's true. And he had another question here that I wanted to go through too. Well, let's see. Oh, did you like his examples of his happy accidents? Yeah, I like it. Um, so for instance, um, he, so he worked in the strawberry fields when he was 17 years old. And then mm -hmm. he met, uh, well, his girlfriend and he married her and he's happily married. And so that's, that's for instance, uh, something like you can't, you can't compute the probability that had to happen for, for exactly that possibility to happen. Right. So it's yeah. like, it's the chances of that are, are almost zero, but it happens. Same thing mm -hmm. with, um, well, his second example is uh, he bought a condo in Montreal eight years ago and uh, he knew it was a good investment, but he never knew how good it was. And he, for a, a year later, he could sell it for a, a great profit and was uh, lost all his debt or, um, you know. Um, so, I mean, that's also, that's also something great, right? I mean, like, mm -hmm. of course, you could say, awesome. uh, uh, yeah, it's just an investment, but I mean, could have ended bad, could have ended worse. I mean, like, also a great example of, of what happens if you just keep your options open right i mean yeah that's that's how i think about it, well, it kind of reminds me like of what you were saying too like things that he knew was a great investment or whatever so you said the other day that things with upside can you say what you said you said things with upside unlimited upside are the best things to go for yeah so you have like um a project that has no downside that's what i said right Yes. Project that there has no downs downside, you should always stay that. Why? Because there's nothing you can't lose anything. Mm -hmm. So uh, and that's tr tr by the way, downside and upside is like trader speak. So downside means whatever you stand to lose. So for mm -hmm. instance, um, a good example is this podcast. Right? There's no downside in it because the only thing I really lose is time. I lose. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, how much? Probably going to take thirty minutes or something. So I lose thirty minutes of my time. But if you do what you love, time is never lost anyway. So this podcast has no uh, downside. That's my point. So that means you could do projects like this, well, as many as you can do, honestly, because there's no downside. And that means you don't know what it's going to bring. It's not automatically going to have an upside, but it doesn't matter because there's no downside. The upside, the upside is, could be potentially infinite. That's uh, another that's way to look at it. Like because I think... I'm sorry, I'm going to cut you off, but like, I think that humans, like when we look at something, we say, okay, the podcast might possibly lead to, we can monetize in the future, but we have no idea, like the potential of the upside. Like it could be far greater than that. Like we're, I'm probably thinking like, maybe, okay, if I get this amount of money per year, but it could be like, okay, maybe we get picked up by a major network or it could be something entirely different. Like you never know what it could actually lead to, which is cool. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's the thing. I mean, people, people always think too small, right? Mm -hmm. People think, yeah, but um, you could, uh, I don't know, you could monetize this this podcast, and we could make like five k dollars a month, something like that. That's how people, that's how normal people think. It's not like that. It's 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 about a lot more. I mean, it could lead, like you say, to some amazing financial opportunity, but it could also lead to a better life. It could make you give you everything you ever wanted. I mean, I, 
you have to, you know what I mean? It's, it's yeah. possible that, that, and same with this writing challenge too, because the podcast really happened from the writing challenge. So that writing challenge is like writing every day, every, every day once. You could say like, yeah, this could make you a great writer, but it could, to, it could turn it literally into everything that you, that you could. I mean, I don't know what your dreams are, but you, for instance, could turn, end up being president of the United States. I'm not saying that that's your dream, but yeah. I mean, that's what I mean with like, there's no, there's no downside. Everything, every, every upside that you can ever imagine is possible. So why not do it? That's true. And like, even with like what you wrote about a few weeks ago with your Twitch stream, you tried that out. You didn't know that would lead to a podcast, you know, on the mm-hmm. side. So that's pretty cool too. Yeah, so like- even though it didn't work out. Yeah, and sometimes the reward the reward is not money, right? Sometimes the reward is just being happy. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. if it gives you just one hour a day of happiness, of pure happiness that you don't have to uh, wonder that you're not feeling down, just you know, of pure happiness, that's worth a billion dollars anyway. Because there are a lot of billionaires who are like miserable every day. It's true. Yeah, I know what you mean. And so. Another part of um, Danny's post that he's talked about in previous posts as well is just do a lot. He uses learning skills and learning new things as a way to to bring on these happy accidents or serendipity in his life. What did you think about this part? Yeah, of course. I mean, yeah, it's only that's the that's the next step you have to take if you understand what what the serendipity is. If you understand what the project with no downside is, then you know, well, I have to get as lot as I can. So what mm-hmm. does that mean? That means like talking to a lot of people, smile to a lot of people, be friendly to a lot of people, um, uh, reach out. We talked about that before. Reach out to your followers. Thank everyone for reading you. Thank uh, everyone for clapping. Um, mm-hmm. Be uh, positive. Um, reach out to influence. We don't do that enough. So, I mean, I, I say it again because we need uh, a little bit of a, kicking our uh, behind so reach out to influencers influencers i can't even say the word um, um there's so much you we can do then like for instance in a way you cannot never have like a free hour and i mean you don't have to exaggerate of course because you don't want yourself to burn out but yeah. like the moment you realize what tr- serendipity truly is you start talking to everybody you start uh introducing yourself to everyone you start um, I mean, that's how it is then, because like uh, the, the handshake, for instance, doesn't cost you anything, could potentially give you of end up giving you a billion dollars. It's true. That's awesome. Yeah. Every person you meet, and not every person but you meet, but there's a possibility that the next person you meet is going to be the one that gives you $1 billion in a way, not exactly, but you know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. And I like what you said before too, like just doing this daily writing challenge, the daily podcast is like 365 opportunities a year to lead to something else. Like that, it makes the odds so high of something happening. So versus what you said before of just doing once a year, like that's one opportunity to expand to something else. So I really like um, what you said regarding to that. Yeah, I think I, I saw that, um, and I think you saw it too, uh, watching a clip of Gary V. right? He was uh, doing his Gary V. thing, and a lot mm-hmm. of my followers don't really like Gary V. I've, I've noticed. <laughs> and I, I feel sometimes he's arrogant too, so I, I get what they say. But he yeah. was talking about doing, uh, doing something every day, and he was talking about Drake. Like, imagine Drake would bring out a song every day, and I'm like, yeah, that's, that makes so much sense, right? 
And then yeah. I start. I figured out, yeah, I have to write every day and I have to bring out a, a post every day because that's 365 shots. And that's amazing. I mean, compared to someone who writes, can be the best writer you ever know. And he writes every week or every month. Yeah, that's not the same. That's crazy. Yeah, it's creating serendipity in your life because if I had just wrote and written one post or whatever, and it was like one of my okay posts, maybe I would have thought I was a bad writer or like, you know, it would have just gotten a few claps or whatever. But then I kept writing every, every day. It's every day and it's creating more opportunity for more people to see my writing and they just grow faster that way too. So I mean, I think it's really awesome. Yeah, and the way you can't also, you can't also think about quality because now you're saying like, yeah, what if I wrote an average post? But like, if you write every day, quality doesn't matter anymore because you bring out so much content, sometimes good, sometimes bad. And sometimes the baddest content is like the most. So you don't even know, you don't care. You just bring out content. And that's what, that's serendipity too, right? You just bring out projects. You don't qualify, quantify. You just do whatever it takes. And one of them will work. One of them won't. But it doesn't matter because there's no downside. That's true, because what I think is quality in my mind is not necessarily the same thing as quality to everyone else, because I thought some of my posts were like poorly, like I didn't take that much time to work on them and I wasn't quite pleased with the way I ended it, but it still ended up performing really well. So like you said, just concentrate and gain the content. Like I try to do a good job at least, but like you never know what the results will be. So just, you might as well just do it anyway. You know, quality doesn't even exist really, right? Quality <laughs> is something subjective, right? You could write out... Uh, stupid post with like uh i don't know no sentence no grammar nothing just you know all memes or something like that you some people could like it and start start viral and you know i mean it, something there is no quality right i mean same thing with literal to, literary too like every 50 years there's a new uh, new trend or a new uh you know what i mean a new mm-hmm. way of writing and and at first people are like oh this is so garbage but then it starts becoming the mainstream and that's the new trend like that's the same with Picasso, right? If people would have, people, the, the the critics would have said like, oh my God, that can't, that guy can't even draw or what's, what's, what's up with that guy. They turn out to be like uh, the new thing. So you don't know, you don't know what quality is. That's my point. You think you know, but only the market will tell you what quality is. Yes, great. And talk about, like, I know there was one time where you actually purposely wrote posts just to see if you could make them. <laughs> worse than normal and they still perform well right or you just try to write about controversial things or something yeah um first of all i I respect my followers very much and i'm not trying uh, on purpose to put out bad content right i'm always giving it my all but what i was trying to do was to see if i could bring out content that nobody clapped for so i deliberately started to writing about things that i knew people were not going to like it wasn't bad content because like touchy content subjects content. yeah some of my best content in this, is in those posts right i mean mm-hmm. some of the content i like the most but again we don't know what quality is but um they didn't do that well i they got claps i have one post that has two claps but that post really i mean it's the same it's, it's also about upside and downside so i mean that now has like 15 claps but back then yeah i, I don't know um the thing is, like, it was the great Steve Jobs who said, like, if you're doing something and mm-hmm. it starts to go well and a little bit too well, you should really try to do something else because you don't want to make it too easy for yourself. Like this writing challenge, we both can just, we could freewheel it out till the end of the year, right? I mean, there are still mm-hmm. going to days that it's going to be harder. But in a way, if you wouldn't challenge yourself, 
you would have uh, like every day a post and every day 10, 15 people would clap or 20 people would clap and you would be like, okay, but that's not what you have to do. Um, it's the same thing that Nassim Taleb, I, I'm, I'm name dropping for the moment, but uh, he says that too, if you have an audience, and I mean, we both have an audience by now, we don't want to brag, but we both have, we both, we're both influencers in some way. If you have an audience, you have to stand up and uh, be courage and uh, talk about something that is bigger than yourself. Can't make it too easy for yourself. That's ne- that never works in life. And universe is not going to reward you if you take the, the easy way. I think that's really important to take a risk because I find myself sometimes not wanting to talk about certain topics, even though they are, you know, important to me. Cause I'm like, you know, I don't know how people are going to react to this, but sometimes you just have to say it. And I think even like in your case, you wrote a post, um, a couple of weeks ago, something big is going to happen and that may be perceived as controversial, but it was received very well. So I think it's important to get those things out that need to be said. Yeah. I mean, it, the thing that you said was interesting. You said, it's important to take a risk, a risk once in a while. But mm-hmm. I'm a trader. I know what the risk is. And <laughs> tell me, really, what risk do you take by putting out a post? What is the worst thing that can happen? That nobody like you. <laughs> that's, the, that's the worst thing, right? It's not going to cost you money. It's not going to get you negative claps. So, I mean, there's honestly, there's not even a risk in doing it. It's like I said, um, I have a, I think he's, he's 85 by now. Mm-hmm. An, an old and a retired entrepreneur, and he says, like, when he was 20, he, he fought in a war, and that was risk. That was life and death. Being an entrepreneur, there's no risk. What is the worst thing that can happen? Uh, your customer doesn't like you. Okay, great. Same thing here. What is the worst thing that can happen? That nobody claps and that some people start calling your names in the comments. That's the worst thing, literally the worst thing. So, uh, I, you know, life is too short to, to not try things out. You're right. Yeah, in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't matter at all. <laughs> so, no. yeah. So, let's answer some of the other questions he had at the end of his post. He said, what are some accidents that happened to you that turned out to be beneficial for you or someone that you care about? Do you have anything like that? Um, yeah, that's like, for instance, um, I, I went broke, right? I mean, I, I, I bet, bet all my money I had in 2010 on one snooker match and I was broke. And uh, three months later, I could barely pay rent. And then I decided, because of that, I decided, you know, I was like, what am I even doing with my life, right? I had that same thought for a couple of times in my life and I started to go back to college. So I would say, I mean, I still fin- I did still didn't finish the second time, but still, I still think that's a happy accident, for instance. You, you, you went all in, on a stupid way, foolish, very foolish, but it turned out to be your safe, my savior in a way. Because think about it in the other way. What would have happened if I won? Right? That would have been the worst thing for me. Right. I think that was a a good way to do it or or, or a profitable avenue. I would have stayed doing it and I would have ended much, much worse. That's true. It's like what you say, the universe always knows what you need. So, I mean, I think like sometimes going broke is one of the best things that can happen to people because it makes you work harder to do the right thing or figure out what's wrong with your life. Like it's always happened when I was broke, like I had to sit down and look at what do I actually want to do with my life or what can I do differently? It's led me into the right direction. So yeah, I mean, not that anyone enjoys being broke, but yeah, definitely is like helpful, has been helpful to me in the past. Yeah. Um, I'm going to drop name drop again. So uh, Dan Locke is another person I follow on the social media. And he always says like, if you're broke, that's the market's, 
that's the market's way to tell you that you don't have skills, that you don't have talent, that you don't have a plan. So that's that's the universe. That's the universe telling you uh, you better step it up. So uh, I hope I've never broke again. But it's it's nice. It's always the best uh, and the hard learned learned lessons. Yeah, I like what you said there about Dan Lock too, because you said there is an abundance. There's an abundance of opportunities in the world. So really, there's no reason to be broke, at least not for long. I mean, if you, if you, I mean, it's possible to, I mean, I have been broke again a lot in my life. It's possible to go broke, but if you end up being broke again and again, and again, you really have to look, look at yourself in the mirror because like either you don't know how to make money or, you know, you don't know how to keep it or um, you have a unhealthy habit. I mean, there's always something. It always is a reason why you, why you're broke. And I know mm-hmm. some people don't like to hear that and they will start talking about excuses, but uh Look, um, we're both the kind of people who don't like to use excuses and who don't like to complain. And, you know, that's mm-hmm. how I want to be. Um, right. You have to look at yourself in the mirror and be honest with yourself and, um, yeah, start from there. Yeah, that's the only way you can start moving ahead. So, yes, yeah. the only way. So do you have any final thoughts about serendipity or Danny's post today? Um, yeah, so... I mean, start really taking serendipity serious. And I know, know a lot of people are like, yeah, but you can't take that serious. It has to come to you and it's true. But what you have to do is like, you have to open your mind, uh, be mindful, observe whatever happens. Like, you know, don't be, don't go careless into life. Don't, don't, you know, uh, do, uh, you know, just be, be fearful, uh, be mindful and, and look at what what's, what's going on around you. Because for me, the best investments always came by being serendipitous or by seeing signs, subtle signs, by talking to people, connecting the dots. And it only can happen when you're mindful. Yeah, that's true. Well, that's great. Well, guys, that will be the end of the episode today. If you guys like this episode, please give us some claps and anchor and follow us. Otherwise, we'll see you on tomorrow's episode. Uh, Bye. Thank you very much. Bye-bye.